Welcome to the very first episode of the Might Sound Wild podcast. My name is Ron Wayne Scott. And, and I'm April Oil. And we are the owners of Shore Shooters Beach Photography and Mountain Escape Photography. And in this first episode, we're going to sort of let you get to know us and uh, get to know our businesses. So uh, let's see, where do we start? We've got so much to talk about here. Maybe, maybe we should start by just kind of explaining how our businesses operate, like what, what they do for photographers. Okay, so we'll, we'll start there. Um, basically, we contract work to photographers in a number of areas. Uh, Shore Shooters Beach Photography was the start of the whole thing, um, which I started as just a typical one-person photography company, and... Um, started filling up my schedule because if you know anything about beach photography you know it's got to be either at sunrise or sunset so I was limited to two shoots a day and uh, I was filling up my schedule during the summer and that just wasn't acceptable for me to not be able to grow um, so I started uh, contracting work out to other photographers and that was where April came along April was uh, one of my uh, contract overflow photographers, and I guess you sort of, I guess you sort of put the idea in my head of where this thing was going to go because uh, you used to tell me all the time that you liked how I enjoyed the stuff that you hated, which was basically the business side of things, the scheduling, the collecting the money and all that kind of stuff. And for me, I've always been, I'd rather spend my day trying to figure out how, how to become the top search term in Google mm -hmm. than to be out taking pictures. So it, it was, it was sort of a perfect partnership for the two of us because you're, you're the, you, you were the 100% creative and I got to say you've, you know, kind of you you've become more of a business person <laughs> over the years but um but you were when you started with me you were the true creative and mm. you said yourself you know I hate collecting money I hate uh, contracts yes oh goodness and so that was that was sort of how it all started and now um now we've got about 50 photographers that shoot for us yeah it's basically what me joining and everything that I was doing for you for shore shooters uh, has now benefited so many people in so many different towns and communities, and you've been kind of the mastermind behind making that all work in the way that Shore Shooters is being found and utilized by clients. And then I can come in and help um, kind of mainstream the photography aspect of it, make sure that the photographers are delivering and, and staying involved and doing what they need to do for us. And it's just great all the way around for, for, for photographers, for clients, for, from the business standpoint. It's just a really great system. Um, and now we have Mountain Escape, which is that same kind of principle. Yeah, it's, it's the same. It's, it's sort of the same concept as Shore Shooters. It's just, uh, and, and the Mountain Escape thing sort of um, started from me being a tourist yeah. in the Great Smoky Mountains. And I had, uh, I had come to Gatlinburg with some friends and was just walking around downtown Gatlinburg, just people watching and going and thinking, wait a minute, these are, these are 
the same people that come to the beach. Right, exactly. They have, they have pictures done at the beach. Why wouldn't they have pictures done in the mountains? Mm-hmm. And so um, put it off for a few years. And then a few years later, and I, I had told you about the idea for Mountain Escape back when I first had the idea. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of put it off because I wanted to grow shore shooters. And then about three years later, I went to the mountains again went back to Gulf Shores, and I remember going to you saying, hey, you remember that idea I had a few years ago about doing family pictures in the mountains? Well, I want to do that. Yep. And um, so we ended up up doing it, and it's worked out so well that you've actually moved to the area. I know. That's crazy to think about. I remember when you were telling me about mountain escape or the idea for it i thought it kind of took a little convincing for me yeah just felt like shore shooters was really full gotten to the point where it was like a well-oiled machine it was foolproof we knew we knew our market everything was kind of flowing so well i couldn't quite understand from you know and then so i came to or came to visit gatlinburg as you did to kind of see it through your eyes and um so much nostalgia probably for so many people and listeners even that being in gatlinburg is you know, chances are you've been there at some point in your life. And for me, it was when I was a little kid and I hadn't been there since I was a little kid. So I was kind of revisiting all of that. And, um, the, and the Smoky Mountains are beautiful and so many people visit. So fast forward all these years and I'm actually living in Knoxville to help grow that aspect of the business. So we've come pretty far. Yes. And, uh, we, uh, we are, I will say we are always on the lookout for more photographers, mm-hmm. uh, might sound wild.co is where you'll find the application. You, you don't even have to live in one of the areas where right. we do business. If you, um, say for example, if you have family that lives somewhere close to Destin, Florida, and you go stay with them a couple of weeks during the summer, Mm-hmm. Well, we can put you on the schedule for the two weeks that you're there visiting your family. Right. So, um, so the application uh, definitely open, even if you don't you don't have to live right there in one of the areas where we do business. Yeah, that's a benefit. You can kind of fill in the gaps and um, look at, look on our look on Shore Shooters website. Honestly, at the bottom where you'll see, or even on that front homepage where you can see all the towns that we do business in, and if you try to hit it during the peak seasons. There's chances are we can give you some work while you're there if you're a full-time traveler. Um, and just, I'll, I'll back up a little bit, Ron, to kind of explain, because, you know, sometimes whenever I'm scouting out, you know, photographers to work with or people even find us, there's a lot of questions about how this operation works. Like, yes. you know, how how they get paid and what what's expected of them and how what we do on our end. Yes. So um, do you want to kind of explain that system a little bit, the, on you know, Oh yeah, um, we we basically handle everything except for you going out there and doing the shoot. About all we all we really ask of the photographers is check in with the client the day before the session to work out the details of where you're going to meet, all that kind of stuff, and then you go out and shoot it. You go home. When you're done, you upload the pictures to Dropbox, and then we send you a we send your payment directly to your yeah. bank account two or three days after the session. So um, we we handle all the scheduling, the uh, print sales, the delivery, the editing, mm-hmm. which 
that's another part of your job is your uh, April is uh, over the entire creative side. So we have our own editors and uh, April works with our editing team to make sure it's all consistent. And uh, you, you really just shoot it and upload it. Yeah. And I think that, so it's just to be frank, it's a 50, 50 split. And I think that just speaking as before I became a partner in these businesses and I was a freelance photographer, um, it was so worth that 50% in the way that more so than booking clients, like I think, I think photographers are, most photographers are not working, you know, as consistently as, as we are. Some of them might be, say that they are. But I think the biggest draw for me was the client relation type stuff that I didn't really want to deal with. And what I mean by that, not, not necessarily before the shoot, because I'm all about planning and plotting and helping people figure out what to wear and where to go. But mostly just kind of afterwards, I just hate to admit that I, I was pretty lazy by nature, just kind of like forgotten about who these people were. And you can be like pushing your shopping cart and, you know, planning dinner or out with friends having coffee. And all of a sudden you get a call and you have to, you should be taking it. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's questions about like, I lost these images, I need to redownload or I need a face swap or I'm not happy with these even or you said that you were going to mail me a, a thumb drive or just there's so many things that go into being a photographer. They're not just really fun. <laughs> and the, the, the most fun part, unless you're just strange in that way. <laughs> The most fun part is I, I'm creating. One those, I'm one of those. You're strange the strange ones. one. Yeah. Thank God. Um, and any so yeah, I just it all boils down to the work. You know, getting found. Get, you know, being able to leave behind all of the stuff that's you know dragging you down, or maybe you're not being quite adequate at fulfilling. And then editing too. Editing can bog you down. So not having that. Um, attached to it's just worth that 50 percent, and i think it's a great system i think it's a great way to i think it's a great way to fill gaps in your own schedule if you're a photographer out there trying so hard to not have to work a nine to five job so and, and another thing is yeah it could uh this this could give you the money to quit that mm -hmm. day job we have um, heard so many stories like that we have so many testimonies from our People who have been working with us for years, I've heard anything from I paid off credit card debt, I left my nine to five, I like have it been able to travel, I've been able to upgrade my gear. Um, so many great stories from from people that, that continue to work with us throughout the seasons um, where this has benefited them so much. And um, they're, maybe they feel more freedom to create and do things in their own free time too, like um, special projects or you know, photography related things that they didn't have time for before because they were having to do all the paid jobs. Now, now you've got a little more freedom. Well, and, and an example of that was back when you first started shooting for shore shooters. Mm -hmm. I remember one time in particular, back then things were a lot different than they are now because we didn't do the digital downloads. They basically, we put the proofs online, they bought prints. Right, back and in the day. I remember, I remember one time, that we had a shoot come in and I asked you if you wanted it, but you had a retail job. Yeah. You had a part-time retail job mm -hmm. back in those days. And I called you and asked you if you wanted the shoot and you said, I'd love to, but I'm committed to the job mm -hmm. for that night. So I ended up doing the shoot and 
I remember I called you a couple of days later and said, remember that shoot you couldn't do? They just bought $500 worth of prints. And, and I made like $40 that night. Or yeah, you, that. Would, you would have got, you because <laughs> back then we split the print sales mm-hmm. 50-50 because there were no digital downloads back in those days. And so you would have, if it hadn't been for your retail job, yeah, you would have made probably about $300 off of that shoot where you made $40 at your retail job. Yeah. And at some point it's costing you money to not. And I think, do... I think you, I think you quit that retail job right after. Right. That. At, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is actually that, that costing was, me money. That was, I, I think that was sort of what pushed you to the point of giving up that retail job. Exactly. But, but we have, we have had, we've heard a lot of stories about that of people that, you know, um, shore shooters or mountain escape, gave them an opportunity to pursue photography full-time and not have to work a retail job. Yes, and it's such a great way, even just in the beginning of starting your own thing, maybe you don't have it all together on the legality side of it. Like you're not set up to pay taxes correctly or you don't have your business license or, you know, your LLC. Or maybe, or or... maybe you just moved to the area yeah. and you don't have a client base of your own yet. Exactly. Um, you can you can shoot for us and, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, we we don't stop you from having your own business because you are a contractor. So right. um, we, as as April always tells people, we just fill the gaps in your schedule. Yes, and and the community aspect. I mean, I think we're going to touch on this as as this podcast gets going. We get into episodes more. We'll talk more about community and because you know we're here to hopefully um, provoke you know creative thought for you, so you can hear how other folks are doing things but and that's and that's something that really you brought to this thing because going back to the beginning um as i said earlier you were just you were just a contractor Mm -hmm. you were you were a photographer for me and the way this whole thing sort of developed is we had we had several other photographers at the time and not saying you know one was better than the other but Everybody had different styles. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody's photography was a little bit different, and I just felt like your style was what best represented shore shooters, and I wanted consistency. And so that was sort of how you moved into the management side, and then from there, that's when you sort of brought in the community. And yeah, that, that. that's the part that I think I thrive on the most is just knowing that we're surrounded with a bunch of people that are kind of in some way, this is what we have in common, you know, as different as we might all be, we, we have in common that sense of um, trying to be better at, at photography and just our craft and um, just not being so isolated out there as a photographer. It's, um, you're pretty isolated when you're on your own and it's just really nice to, bring a sense of community to that where you're, you know, you've got a whole staff working, you know, to have your back and just support you and help you and guide you. And that's the best, best aspect, in my opinion, of shore shooters is that community and, you know, also being able to bring home some extra money for your family. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're a, if you're a beginner and you don't know it all, mm-hmm. um, we do a lot of, we have a lot of get togethers with our photographers. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about our retreat in a little while and it's just amazing some of the changes that we've seen 
in people's work. Oh yeah. From our just from our little get-togethers. Oh yeah, just pushing each other and learning from each other. It's great. I mean, let's let's um I bet some of you guys are wondering like where all we do business. And Ron, you're better at rattling off some of the towns for shore shooters that we're involved well, in. Well, we we originally started out as just Gulf Shores in Orange Beach, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um and then I I guess uh you know, another one of the interesting stories about how this thing developed was um, 2010 in the Gulf of Mexico, we had the oil spill mm-hmm. and that just completely killed tourist season yeah. in Gulf Shores that year. And I would just every once in a while get a random phone call from somebody going, do you do pictures in Destin? Do you do pictures in Panama City? And normally I would have said no, because, I mean, why would I drive three hours to Destin, right. Florida to do a shoot when I could make the same amount of money doing a shoot in Gulf Shores that at a beach that only took me five minutes to get to? But, of course, that year um, there was nobody in Gulf Shores. So mm-hmm. I was going wherever the money was. And so if somebody asked me to come to Destin, sure, I'm going to go to Destin. Panama City Beach, sure. Mm-hmm. I'll go to Panama City Beach. And then that kind of got me thinking. I, I don't want to have everything. Or I don't want to put all the eggs yeah. in one basket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because um, after that oil spill, I started thinking, well, what if we got a hurricane, hurricane season, at the beginning yeah. of June? Yep. At, right at the beginning of hurricane season. Mm-hmm. Um, or right at the beginning of tourist season. Then we'd be wiped out for the whole year. So let's spread this thing out because chances are if Gulf Shores gets hit by a hurricane, Panama City Beach is going to be fine. Right. So right. so that was that was kind of where the growth started happening. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of, you know, a bad situation was sort of the inspiration for the growth. And a lot of it came natural, right? Like some people were it calling. Did. It was like after you, I remember after we were in Destin for a couple of years, we were getting calls like, do you come to Clearwater? Are you in Clearwater? And we'd be like, well, not that yet, was, but I guess we will be. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that was the interesting thing because um, we sort of, our our search engine rankings sort of grew mm-hmm. and we just started randomly showing up. Our, uh, our online listings would start showing up in places where we didn't even do business. Right. So we we're and, like, let's move to that area as well. Yeah. And so... A lot of times I just use the emails that we would get as a way to decide where we're going to go next. Yeah, and, and that was kind of fun. I remember that process of just yeah, those early yeah, days I, of I, I remember I remember one year um I was just uh I, I was just thinking, okay, I want to add a new location for next year. Where is it going to be? And then the next day I got two emails in the same day. Do you go to Clearwater Beach? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, there's my answer. Yep, yep. And so we started doing Clearwater Beach yep. the next year. So um, so basically to answer your question, we are uh, the northern Gulf Coast um, from Dauphin Island, Alabama, all the way down to Panama City Beach, Florida. Then if you go around that curve in mm-hmm. Florida, we are from Clearwater Beach, down to Siesta Key. Yeah. Which, so basically, the beaches to the west of, or the Gulf side of Tampa, mm-hmm. all the way down to the 
Gulf side of Sarasota, and then we're also in Fort Myers Beach, uh, Sanibel, and then on the East Coast side, we are in St. Augustine, Florida, mm-hmm. and then you move up into South Carolina, and Hilton Head, Myrtle Beach, and then up to North Carolina, the Outer mm-hmm. Banks. And we just added the Outer Banks because now we'll just say, after Ron and I have been doing this for 10 plus years together... Uh, a new generation is rising up in our company, which is like so cool too. My daughter is 17. So when we started this, she was just turning seven, which is so crazy. And um, she's been watching us do this and just kind of like been paying attention to what Ron and I are doing. And every once in a while she has something to offer. She'll chime in and she's like, (laughs) mom, the Outer Banks is, is going to take off. It's really cool because of the Netflix show. And so she's right. I mean, I, I believe she's right. And we took a trip there um, to scout it out. We had been Loved there it. before. And it was, yeah. it was, it was even before the show, it was kind of already on our mind, such a beautiful place. But we decided to revisit the idea. And um, we saw it through the eyes of a tourist, like is what we normally do when we scout places out. And we just fell in love with it and met a great couple there, a married couple that are both really into photography as well and just willing to come alongside us and grow with us and so that's our latest town um the outer banks and um it's great and that's that's just how we do this thing we just like wait around and see where we need to it's kind of like it's more than just you know making sure there's tourism you know it's also connecting with the right photographers and yeah yeah i mean that's that's kind of where the two of us and our differences come in handy because I I sort of look at the tourism numbers and the, you know, potential for customers there. And then you sort of look at it as we Mm got to find some photographers to work there. And, and I think a lot of times what you use is the proximity to cities, right? We have found that there's not many photographers living out in the middle of nowhere. Right. You, you have better (laughs) luck finding photographers mm-hmm. if there's a decent sized city mm-hmm. close by. That's true. Uh, yeah. For example, uh, Pensacola, Florida. Right. Is, so many great photographers. There, there are just super talented photographers everywhere right. in Pensacola. It's like every other person mm-hmm. is a great photographer in mm-hmm. Pensacola. But we have other areas where we do business where it's really hard to find photographers. Especially these beach towns that are like retirement communities sometimes and just too expensive for young people to live in. That's that's true. You know, people without a big income or retirement. And we lucked up in the Outer Banks because I believe that Matt is a surfer, diehard surfer. And so living in somewhere like the Outer Banks is heaven for him. And it works for, for those two. So we really lucked up with that. But... So moving on now, um, let's talk about Might Sound Wild. Yeah. Which Might Sound Wild started as something completely different than what it is now. Um, yeah. You, you came up with the inspiration for the name, mm-hmm. um, but it was originally going to be an elopement um, yeah, yeah, we, company. Yes, yeah, so I kind of saw the need to do something like you had done for Shore Shooters and Mountain Escape for photographers that were really just seeking elopements and that's just such a big undertaking with like the whole of the country basically is where people would elope so it wasn't as easy to see the direction for that as it is whenever we like go into a specific town and there's like an obvious way to do that so it was kind of big and then um bigger than what we were like willing to to undertake and then um 
having these two businesses and having like a staff and um, it just felt like might sound wild was just a little bit more geared toward the wild idea of being a photographer full time and leaving behind your job and just a resource to find the tools that you need to do that education and just kind of a parent company for both of the companies that we already have for now. Yeah. And um, we've been, we've been trying to come up with something like that for a couple of years now and mm-hmm. we never quite really found the name that we loved. Yeah. And that to put both companies under one umbrella. For and, sure. It felt very forced and might sound wild was just a really like, kind of just a, a thing that described everything. It was just perfect, really, the name for yeah. it. So, And not to say that it won't grow into the things that we talked about in the future and be able to add that under some of the places that we already exist. But um, for now, it just is making sense to fit this way. Yeah, and so uh, let's talk a little more about what is to come mm-hmm. for Might Sound Wild. Obviously, this podcast yes. is going to be part of Might Sound Wild. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more on what we hope to do with this podcast, but this is one step to it. Um, our retreats and workshops, which we'll be talking more about our, um, spring workshop a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we're gonna, we're also going to have some other resources, um, where April and I will take our years of experience because, um, even though you're a whole lot younger than me, um, we've been in, photography for about the same amount of time yeah because for you it was a first career for me it was Mm. a second career right so um so we each have well I guess close to 20 years Mm -hmm. of experience doing this and um I feel like we've both learned a lot over those years yeah and um we want to make we want to make what we've learned available to other photographers whether whether you're an established photographer or if you're just starting or if you're just doing it to make a little bit of extra money. Yeah. We, we hope that we can provide some resources that will help you. Yeah. So stick around for sure. And please go to our website, mightsoundwild.co and shoot us an email or something so that we can, you know, we'd love to hear from you if you have guests that you'd like to see on the podcast, or if you really have topics that you would like us to address, just feel free to reach out and let us know what you would like to see. Yeah. uh, Always looking for, yeah guest material Mm -hmm. uh ideas for uh future episodes if you have just an inspirational story of Mm -hmm. somebody you know in the business that would be great too um we can we can do the uh we can do the interview over zoom or whatever facetime whatever we'll we'll make it work you don't have to come to us yeah um also on the mightsoundwild.co you can uh fill out the application too become a photographer for one of our companies yes we have our photographer application there like i said uh, you know even if you're even if you're just part-time in one of those areas yeah um, definitely we're always willing to connect and add you to the team and get to know you and also we uh have information on our retreat that is going to be coming up the last weekend of april into uh it's actually may 2nd when we'll mm-hmm. be leaving that's going to be at little arrow outdoor resort in townsend tennessee if you are a shore shooters or mountain escape photographer and you have not signed up for this, shame on you. <laughs> if you are not part of the shore shooters or mountain escape team, uh, we are accepting 
a certain number of people uh, for for day passes. So mm -hmm. um, you don't have to stay for the whole weekend. Um, if you're a, if you're a local Knoxville, Asheville photographer, mm -hmm. even if you even if you live across Tennessee, Chattanooga, Nashville, somewhere yeah. like that. Um, you can drive over, you can buy a day pass, drive over for the day. Uh, you, you can tell us a little bit more about the yeah. schedule. Yeah, uh, definitely. Because you kind of got a different theme each day. Yeah, we, we've set aside um, our first day of full shooting is kind of focused on family photography. And we've really tried to create something that is going to be just outside of the box for that. Um, if, if you want to get a picture in your head, just think of like the frontier living that, you know, you see throughout the Smoky Mountains and an organic lifestyle between a family, you know, like clothes on the line and the basket. And I think, I think that can kind of give you guys an idea how, how that will go. Um, so we've got that set up and then the next day and we're working closely with a, a wedding stylist to kind of help bring these to life for us. So the next day we have like a real folksy style wedding. Um, like you can think camp in the woods, have your wedding in, in the glamping tent, kind of like really cool stuff. And I don't want to give too much away on that. And then Sunday, there's an option to stick around for an early morning, um, bridal shoot. And I really think we're going to go crazy with that and have so much fun being able to get a bride in a situation that you could hardly ever get a bride, you know, to do on their wedding day. So, um, just think stream dress, that kind of thing. So outside of those content moments that are really heavy to, to create content, there's also just a lot of fun in the workshop itself. Oh, yeah. Um, last year we had a pop-up tattoo artist and we're definitely trying to do that again. We may even have special guests for music and there's food. It's a food truck weekend in Townsend. So that is hosted at Little Arrow. So that will be there plenty that weekend. Good, plenty of good food yep. that weekend. And there's, I mean, there's always a bonfire going on. It's just a really good time. It's a good way to network with photographers and relax and create some great content. And network with photographers, make friends and learn from other photographers. Yeah. Because uh, April, you're always saying that our businesses are a no ego zone. Um, mm -hmm. even if you, even if you don't consider yourself a very good photographer, don't be intimidated mm -mm. by yeah. it because that's, that's one thing that a lot of the photographers who shoot for us, because we, we have several people who shoot for us who had very little experience when they started. As a matter of fact, we have one that started out as an office assistant and is now, uh, you know, a very important part of our team. Mm -hmm. And she'll tell you that, you know, sh she probably wouldn't be where she is if it wasn't for all of the other photographers on this team that just, you know, were willing to help. Yeah. And um, that's the way our team is. And um, you, you can, it doesn't matter your experience level. You can learn something. Oh, yeah. I'm like learning from these guys whenever yeah. we do this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's it's just, uh, it's it's not only a lot of fun, but it's educational and mm. you'll come out making some new friends. Yeah. Well. And walk away with some really great content to fill your, you know, Instagram feeds for the next several months. We've, and... we've had a, we've had a couple of these retreats for our team before. And it's just so, it's just so cool that because our photographers are scattered out over such a large area mm -hmm. and just seeing these photographers that are hundreds of miles away from each other coming together and becoming such close friends oh, after yeah. these retreats. So cool. 
Um, we had uh, one of our first retreats, or our first, our very first retreat that we had. Um, one of our photographers was pregnant at the mm-hmm. time. You talk about getting some maternity pictures. <laughs> Should I? Ten photographers. Had, that, girl, that girl had ten photographers fighting over her mm-hmm. to take maternity pictures of her, and uh, you know, and and they've they've all stayed close friends through mm-hmm. all of that. So, so they can um, fill. They can if you're if you're not on our team. You want to go to the Might Sound Wild Might website? MightSoundWild.co mm-hmm. and uh, fill out the application. We might not be able to accept everybody, but yeah. uh, fill out the application on there. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to see you at uh, Little Arrow Resort yeah. and, and the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. We want to be able to be sure to include that because we're not going to do the whole, even though the retreat is going to be centered at Little Arrow uh, we will also be able to take you into the national park since we are a Great Smoky Mountains National Park vendor. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be authorized to do the shoots in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Yeah, it's a, such a great spot. You guys are going to love it if you've never been there. It's just such a treat and what a great, great way to shoot there and have content from that area. So you don't want to miss it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um Anything else that we uh, haven't addressed about the two of us and our businesses? I'm sure there's so much. But there's so there's, much, but we'll get into those <laughs> just for in time's sake. Maybe future we'll, episodes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just just uh, a little preview of what's to come. Um, next episode, we're going to be talking to uh, one of our team members, Matt Gates. Mm-hmm. He's going to be with us in the next couple of episodes, and yeah. I have a feeling Matt's probably going to become a regular. Uh, <laughs> part of the podcast, but uh, we'll talk to him about how he sort of grew from being a photographer into being a videographer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something you might want to listen to if you've ever thought about uh, making that transition or yeah. just adding video to your uh, list of services. So we'll be talking to Matt in the next episode. And uh, like we said earlier, if you have a suggestion for a future episode, be sure to email us through mightsoundwild.co, and uh, we're always looking for your suggestions, guest ideas, whatever you got for us. Just uh, let us know. Yeah, and we'll see you guys next time. All right, make sure you subscribe and thumbs up and uh, leave us a review and all of that stuff that all of those podcast hosts always tell you to do. (laughs) So just do whatever those other podcast hosts tell you to do with uh, our podcast because I can't remember all the things we're supposed to tell you. But anyway, we will be back in about a week with uh, another episode of the Might Sound Wild podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.